So wow, that's amazing. Do you normally like share your story when you're when you're doing business? And, yeah, Because yeah. I mean, I think it's it's actually a really great story that can inspire someone or impact somebody or even influence somebody to go with a, a higher package, if you would, you know, right. or or better, uh, you know, uh, insurance investment. Right. Yes. So I think um, one of the biggest problems that we face in South Florida is higher insurance rates. And as a result of that, people do everything that they can to reduce that monthly cost, right? Yes. Um, and so it makes sense, you know, if you, if you have less coverage, you pay less premium. So people, you know, skimp on coverage where they can if they're not leasing or have a loan and, um, and they just don't realize the, the long reaching impacts of that, so. Right, wow, well that's really awesome. So you have a whole gay bunch of uh, employees Tell me about that. <laughs> so three of us in the office are gay. Um, that wasn't really by design. Um, it just kind of happened that way. Yeah. You know, um, and I'm always looking for more gay people to hire. So hit me up. Um, but yes, we, we, um, we're super gay. That's, that's Even awesome. the straight people in the office are gay. So, <laughs> you I know, love it. not really, but you know, they, they love the support that we provide to the community. So that's great. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about what you do for the community. Um, you know, I know that you are the chair of the, uh, what, LGBT um, the Chamber of Commerce. Yep, the Women's Empowerment Council under the chamber. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Tell me a little bit about that. Oh, um, so I guess, um, I, you know, I don't really know the backstory. So there, there's always kind of been a Women's Empowerment Council under the chamber, but it went dormant for a while. There was no interest and no leadership and so when i joined the chamber for my business um, i was looking for other successful gay business women to interact with and i just found that it was not you know there wasn't a whole lot of activity happening and not a lot of opportunities for us to connect to each other right and yeah. so um i started talking to jorge at the chamber and um, Steve and Jorge are the most incredible people you will ever meet. They're so supportive. Steve Adkins and, and, um, and Jorge over there at the chamber, just incredible people. Um, if you're a gay business owner and you haven't joined the chamber, I highly recommend you do so. I need to do that. <laughs> yes. I do. It's so good. Um, it gives you so many opportunities to network and meet people. Um, so the Women's Empowerment Camp Council, um, we kind of did a reboot, right? Okay. Um, and we started hosting uh, virtual meetings once a month. Oh, great. And, yeah, we did that for a while. So, so the format is really um, stylized to uh, allow women to come together and network and hopefully pick up business from one another, right? Kind of like a... Um, another you know work networking group like a bni or something yeah i love that yeah so that was the intent behind it um and within the first like four months we saw a lot of business being exchanged between um, the women in the chamber um lisa who was also part of the leadership group with me runs a security firm and she picked up security work from um somebody in in the in the group who worked for a hotel you know, so it was just things like that. And then um, Jessica Lamb, who is a DJ, fantastic DJ. If you need somebody for a party, she's the one. Nice. Um, and she, um, she picked up a gig from that. And um, so that was really the intent. So, you know, it was networking, 
kind of like informal, formal networking. Right. Um, and then we also would do like a guest speaker. Um, so we would bring somebody in to talk to the women and, and really, you know, just all around empowerment and how to succeed, how to hustle, like you say. Yes. You know, and um, it's been fantastic. We did have to go to um, a quarterly format instead because um, it was a lot, it was, it, as you know. Yeah, right? it's, a it's, it's a lot. It's a to lot to prepare for and, and well, work towards. Quarterly, I think, you know, still works. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's not monthly, but it gives people an opportunity to still look forward to something. For sure. And then we have our first so excited in-person meeting coming up, you know, since COVID. Yeah. So um, we're actually partnering with the chamber and we're going to do an event uh, the Wednesday, I believe, the week of Miami Beach Pride. Okay. So we're kind of partnering on another event that they're doing, but we're going to have all the ladies come early. Yeah. Um, which is great because then you can still, you know, get home and get to bed like all of us lesbians like to do. <laughs> you know? <laughs> At least the older ones. Yeah. Okay. Can't speak for the younger ones. I, right. I think I was a lot more a lot more of a late bird when I was younger. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. So the whole goal and the concept of the, the group, the, the networking, is to empower one another. And I think that that's so rare to find within the community, especially just to narrow it down to lesbians. I feel like we all kind of struggle with this competitiveness or jealousy or um, insecurity. So it, 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 it keeps us from being able to have conversations that might benefit us in the long run you know, deep conversations, uh, conversations about business, you know, things that you actually could relate to, uh, collaborate on, and do great things. That's the best word right there. Yeah. Collaboration. And and you're creating that, Mm -hmm. you know, like you've created something like that. You're a part of something like that. And that's beautiful. And I, and that's what I want to see more of in the community. Absolutely. I totally agree. I think, um, women do better when they collaborate versus competing. I feel like, um, and, and that has to do with our empathetic nature, right? Um, our nurturing natures. Um, but yes, I totally agree. And, um, and I think that we need to do more to offer more opportunities like that because it, it works out. It's win, 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 win. Right? right. Yeah. So what's an idea off just like the cusp of something that, that you would tell the community to do more for each other? So I think just find those, if we're talking specifically for lesbians, just find those women who inspire you and, and ask them out, not in that way, right? Right. But, um, like to hang out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Which takes courage and, you know, non-existent balls or balls. <laughs> Nowadays, you know. Yeah. So, but, but it does, it takes courage and it's scary because nobody likes rejection. For sure. But I agree with you. Like you have to walk up to somebody and say like, I want to hang out with you, you inspire me. Or like, you're fucking cool, I like your hair, I like your style, I like how you pick up chick, like whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or plug into the already existing opportunities, right? Like the the Women's Empowerment Council, um, the, um, you know, the events that the Chamber does, they do YBP events, so young business professionals. Yes. We're all getting back to the in-person feel, so um, I'm, I'm so excited for that. You know, the fact that we're having Miami Beach Pride this year, I was so disappointed because the year that I was gonna be able to be like, I'm a gay agent in Miami, 
maybe at the Miami Beach Pride <laughs> Festival, COVID happened and then we couldn't even have Pride. So I was like, ah, so it, we're going to do it big this year. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. I'm excited too. Um, so tell us a little bit about your childhood. You know, like when did you discover that you were gay or however you identify? Um, was that an easy um, mental decision to be okay with it? You know, did, did the family struggle? Was it was it easy? Um, you know, to, to being the very confident woman that you are today, proud, you know, how did that come about? It's been a journey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Um, so, you know, I always tell people that I, I think everybody knew that I was gay before I did except my mom. Because, um, you know, when I look back on my childhood, you said childhood, like how did you figure it out? Well, I didn't really. Um, so I lived in a very rural area, suburb of Minneapolis and in Minnesota, um, and not very diverse area. Yeah. And so um, the first time that I saw a lesbian couple, I was 23 years old. Wow. So, um, you know, I just didn't even know that that was a thing. I had the feelings, obviously, but, um, you know, when you don't see yourself represented in media and you don't see other people living your experience, then, you know, you're inclined to believe the fact that, you know, Lexi, one day you're going to have children and get married and, um, you know, that's your life. That's what everybody expects you to do. And so that's what I did. Right, so I have two incredible kids, Brendan and Bailey. Oh, and amazing! Yes, I, I, would, that. I would not trade them for the world, um, but certainly would have loved to be a young lesbian um, in Minneapolis, which is now very progressive. Um, <laughs> and and you know, I didn't have that opportunity because um, it just wasn't it wasn't something that I thought was possible. It wasn't even really anything that I knew was the case. I experienced a lot of bullying in high school and looking back on that retroactively i know you know um, kids are very intuitive and they pick up on your energy yes. and so i think they all recognized the ones that bullied me of course recognized that i was different in a way that i didn't even really understand yet right right so um and it was rough like uh, at one point um i can remember this girl named gina johnson and she was, we were in like fourth or fifth grade, like we were babies, right? And we were having a sleepover and there, were, there was all this pressure for me to kiss her for some reason. And I found myself like feeling like so many complex feelings, like for a fifth grader, you know, like I wasn't attracted to her but I was still excited. And so that was kind of weird, you know? Um, and, and it just all felt very taboo, mm -hmm. you know? And yeah. so, um, enforced, right? Exactly. So, um, you know, years later in middle school, there was a period of time. Wait, where, wait, wait. Oh, did you kiss her? Yeah. So um, you, 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 you caved into the, uh, peer pressure, peer pressure. Yes, I did. It wasn't fantastic. Um, and then later on, you know what? It's so funny how memories work, right? Yeah. So um, later on, so that was like at a sleepover. And then like at school one day, we, we were fighting, like her and I. And we were really good friends. And we were like physically fighting. And she's on top of me, right? Like trying to kick my ass. And she kissed me again. And I was like, 
I'm confused. <laughs> but even then, I still didn't, that didn't then parlay into me going, oh, no wonder, you know. Right. Um, that didn't happen until after I got divorced and had two children. So, um, and then in middle school, I was bullied, as I said, and it was, it was rough. Like, you know, um, at one point there was a, a girl who was trying to push me into oncoming traffic, like, Holy you know, shit. and that's the kind of stuff that we dealt with as children. Yeah. Um, and, and people wonder why there's like this self-loathing and shame that comes along with being gay, but that's, that's what happens, you know, right. even when you don't even know that that's the deal. Right. So, um, that's intense. Wow. So to answer your question, I guess, around like how I got to where I am. So, um, you know, marriage didn't work out for me. The hetero thing was not a great thing. Um, also, you know, the person that I was married to wasn't a good fit. Um, and so after I got divorced, then I started going out. So I have two small children. Now I'm a single mom. I'm going to school full time, working three jobs, still finding time. As you said, when we're young, right? Yes. Um, still finding time to go out on the weekends when I don't have my kids. Um, and I ended up at a gay bar with a friend of mine. And um, that's, that's kind of where it all started. Um, and the and first, where was the gay bar? So in Melbourne, Florida, which, okay. so I had already relocated to um, like the Cocoa Beach area yeah. of Florida. And um, so I was in Melbourne, Florida and the, the gay bar doesn't exist anymore. It was called Cold Keg. Okay. And it was the longest running gay bar on the east coast of Florida until it uh, caught on fire. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, shit. So yeah, um, but yeah, so I, I um, spent a lot of Saturday nights there uh, and then I met a woman um, who I thought I was falling in love with even at that point like I had had some intimacy with a woman mm -hmm. um, we made out and um, kind of had sex right. Um, you know, it's a first time kind of thing. Yeah. And so, um, when I met Lisa, um, it was kind of like one of those things, like I was like, okay, that's it. I'm, I'm, I must be gay because people who are straight don't feel like this, you know? Yeah. So, um, she and I got together. So she was my fir the first woman I was with in a relationship and we were together for 13 years. Wow. And she, um, she helped me years. raise my kids. So, um, still grateful to her. We're still friends today. Took us a while to get there, you I'm know, because sure. yeah. after 13 years, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, yeah. Um, you really know somebody, right? Yeah, and you know, she's still mom to my kids, and that's beautiful. Yeah, she's incredible, and my daughter actually lives with her. Okay. And so, um, my adult daughter. So I should have prefaced, I guess, my kids are both grown. So 22, 23. She just had a birthday, and 27. That's awesome. Happy, happy belated. Yes. So that's kind of where I started. I, you know, at this point, I meet Lisa. We get together. We're raising kids together in a very Republican, conservative um, area, and um, there was nothing. Yeah. In our area for for gay people, really, um, there was one organization called the Living Room. This is many years ago, and they started a community center, and it didn't make it. Um, and they're the closest PFLAG organization, which is Parents, Friends, and Families of Lesbians and Gays, is a support group to support parents and families through coming out and all of the issues that gay kids face. So we were, it was important to me at that point um, to have my kids see other kids in families like theirs. Right. Know, that were not just mom, dad, or single mom, single dad, that were actually two women raising children together, or even two men. Um, and so the closest PFLAG chapter to us was a 35-minute drive 
So we did that a few times. And um, like I do, I didn't want to drive anymore. And so I said, um, let's create our own PFLAG chapter oh, in awesome. our county. So that's what we did. And um, it was a labor of love. Uh, it's still up and running. PFLAG, Melbourne Space Coast. Shout out to all my people there. Um, yes, yes. Uh, they also have the, um, the group uh, Rainbow Youth of Brevard. Uh, which was also a, um, a kind of an offshoot of the PFLAG group and um, so needed in that area. Yeah. Um, so, so I guess it was that plus, um, you know, the, the personal achievements that I, um, that I did while, you know, I was raising kids and State Farm actually gave me the opportunity to not have to work three jobs. Um, and raise children, so I'm forever grateful for that. Um, and I had lots of opportunity to be authentic yeah. within State Farm as well. So they have an employee resource group for their gay employees. Huh. And I joined that about six months. You're going to see a trend. I joined that group about six months into my employment and then became the co-chair a month later. <laughs> we have um, an entrepreneur on our hands. <laughs> So, yeah, so, um, what else? Um, then, um, the intent of PFLAG, right, is, is for parents. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not a parent of a, a gay child or a queer child or a trans child. And so I really felt like parents should be running it. So the succession planning started and I, I was able to get three moms together who I miss dearly, um, Cindy and Angie and Sarah. And, um, and they came on board and they've kept it going. I think they've, they've now transitioned it to other parents, but it's still running strong. And then, um, of course, once I finished up with that, then I went into running the Space Coast Pride organization for a few years, because you know I can't just sit around and do nothing. <laughs> um, and it was through Space Coast Pride and PFLAG with coordination of other groups, um, like the National Organization of Women, um, the Brevard Democrats, we built a coalition and um, we did so much good work there. Um, the thing that I'm proudest of is uh, that we, we lobbied the school board and got them to add sexual orientation and gender identity to their non-discrimination clauses for employees and students. Wow, so that's, that's incredible. When I think about that time, like that's the thing that I'm like, that's huge. So, I'm so glad we got that through. That is huge. That's huge. We're gonna cut for one second. I'm sorry. I just wanna. No. Yeah. I wanna switch Bad the battery just important. in case. Um. Sorry, guys. One second for the Instagram viewers. Yeah. We appreciate you. We're not branding Fiji. They're not paying us yet. But please, if you I know someone you. at Fiji. Yes. I can use some free water. <laughs> and in all of Miami-Dade, so oh, you gotta have her on. You gotta connect me, so yes. I can her on the show. Yes, so she, she works with the JCS, the Jewish Community Services, in the What's LGBT up, Cindy Brown? I'm Jewish, <laughs> let's go! So they do um, senior services for the LGBTQ community, oh, so it's awesome. super important, right? That's really cool. Yes, so I met the two of them, and, um, and then um, that's how I kind of found out about Aqua, and then I found out that they had a mentoring program, so I signed up for that, and so I, bet I was a mentor for two years. I love that, um, that's beautiful. Yes, um, my, my first student was uh, incredible, Pamela Lopez, and um, just an incredible human being. And um, like me, constantly, you know, doing, um, we're yeah. doers. 
So, um, and then um, the second year was uh, Katie Paff, and she's incredible. She um, does amazing things even in the face of illness. So I, what I found with the, the mentoring program is that you know the mentor learns just as much from the mentee. Yes. And so it's just a really enriching uh, and fantastic opportunity. And they're currently looking for mentors. Oh, amazing. So it's totally volunteer, but so worth your time and effort. Um, please, if you're interested, yeah. reach out to grace at aquafoundation.org. Okay, um, definitely. Or Vanessa. She, Vanessa is running the program this year. So Vanessa or Grace, reach yeah. out to them. Yep. Um, That's cool. Yeah, super cool. Uh, so I'm, I'm on the board. I just had my first board meeting with Aqua, so I'm kind of getting my footing. Uh, super excited. I love the work that they do, not only with the mentoring program, but also in the trans community. Um, they put on TransCon in previous years, and I, I believe they're getting ready to do that in 2022 as well. That's awesome. Um, so right yeah. On. Yes. Yeah. So I get I get to work with a ton of really incredible women. So that's exciting. And then professionally, um, the agency one of the tenants obviously is to support the community. So um, you know that's what I love about being a local agent. Right. And so um, just in the past month, we've donated five hundred dollars to Aqua for their barbecue. We wow. sponsored that. Um, five hundred dollars to the the Surfside Building Collapse Fund. Amazing. Um, $250 to the AIDS Healthcare Foundation. So that one's near and dear to us. Um, yeah. You know, out of the closet, the retail store is right up the street from us. So, right. Um, it's actually them. right up the street from uh, the studio. Yes. That we're at, at right now. Love them. Yeah. And, um, and then um, we just recently did $1,200 to Equality Florida. Love them and the work that they do. Robin Schwartz now works for Equality Florida. Um, so talk to Robin if you have some extra money laying around and want to support our community. Yes. Throw those dollar bills our way. Yes. Do it. And so now what we're doing uh, currently um, is we have a school supply drive going on. Oh. Obviously, you know, uh, kids are returning to school in the fall. So yeah. um, we're open. You can drop off, um, you know, notebooks, crayons, pencils, highlighters, glue, all of the school supplies. Or you can send us cash and we'll purchase the supplies to give to the, the students. Wow, that's fucking awesome. That's really cool. And who, I'm kind of busy, right? Uh, yeah, but I mean, tell. I mean, I don't know about you, but I have to stay busy because yes. it keeps me out of my own head mm. and out of the negative thoughts that I seem to create that aren't real. Right. You know, because we have this tendency to um, kind of live in our head and tell ourselves things that aren't true based upon other people's criticisms or opinions that we have suddenly identified as our own because they just keep ruminating in our head and then we start to associate ourselves with that and then we start to believe it and it's not necessarily it's not necessarily true right so i think it's important to stay busy to stay active to stay involved to stay in the middle so that you don't kind of fall apart fall on the outskirts and lose yourself agreed i think um you know, the, the danger there is, um, you know, you can isolate to the point where, um, you know, you, you just, um, you just end up in that spiral. So it's, it's, a I call it the tapes in the head, right? Yeah. So it's the same stuff over and over again. Like even when you're doing all of the things like me, you know, I have those thoughts all the time. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy unless I'm doing something. Yeah. Um, and that's part of, I think personally for women, we struggle with that more than any, any other section of the, the demographics of the, of whatever you can be. I totally messed that up, but whatever. 
Um, you know what I'm saying, yeah, I get it, right? I get it. So I think women struggle with that more than more than men do, definitely. Um, and and so I think the the key there has to be balance, right? Yes. Um, so we've got to balance because we're not ever, I don't think, going to get rid of those messages that we give ourselves. But as long as we can balance and say, hey, you know, like just now as we're talking, you know, I'm thinking about all of the things that I'm talking about that I'm. I'm doing and I'm having, I'm having an impact in the world and, and then there's a ripple effect that goes along with that. So focusing on those things and celebrating the wins when they happen, right? You gotta celebrate so, the wins. Um, so that you balance that negativity. I think it's important. And um, I'm a huge fan of Brene Brown. Me too. Uh, oh, I love her. So I just started reading her book, The Gift of Imperfection. Yes, great, great book, great book. So incredible. And, um, and I think more of us need to be willing to do the work and really be vulnerable with each other. Um, I probably would have failed at agency if I, if I didn't reach out. And you know, there's, there is that, like I have to do it alone. You know? um, and there were several people in that journey that were key to my success, be but because I reached out to them, right? Had I, had I not and listened to the tapes in my head and just isolated, isolated, I wouldn't have made it. Um, so I credit David Vargas for helping me out. He was um, just a godsend, like telling me, you know, I was where you are, right? Right. In first year. And I, I would get up in the morning and dread going into the office and think, what the hell did I get myself into? You know, because it's really hard. The first year is really hard. Um, and then he said, you know, and then you leave for the day, you know, at nine o'clock at night and you're thinking, what the hell did I get myself <laughs> into? Right. Um, so, so he's a, he's a, he's a state farm agent, also a gay agent on the West coast in St. Pete. Yeah. Tampa area. Okay. Um, so other people who had an impact on me are other state farm agents, obviously female agents. Um, I have one who's, I've nicknamed her mama Mal. She's kind of taken over the mom spot for me. And, um, and my friend Tanya, who was always there to tell me, I'll, I'll support you no matter what you do, but I don't really think you should quit. <laughs> so That's it's awesome. Yeah, you have to do that, right? You have to reach out, so. You have to reach out, it's important. And it's hard, but you know, we have one life, right? Mm -hmm. So I'd rather face the rejection, know that I tried, rather than never knowing at all. For sure. Because, I, you know, that, that sense of regret, I don't think it's worth it. I'd rather take the rejection, know that, you know, I had some sort of impact on this person, whether it was, you know, I overwhelmed them, I complimented them, you know, I made them feel seen, heard. Um, I'm going to stick with only positives. So, um, <laughs> you know, I think it's important to, to take risks, to take chances, because Agreed. if you don't, you, you're never going to find out what you're capable of. That's so true. You know? So it's, it's super important. Um, well, I, I want to know, what is the legacy deep down inside that you'd like to leave behind? So we use that word all the time with our customers. Um, because a lot of people um, react... Well, I mean, what do you think of when you, when you think of legacy, what does that mean to you? To me, it means that I want to make legacy to me is making an impact to the point where after you pass, people will still remember you. Like you're going to be in history books. You're going to be in some sort of, you're going to be a historical 
public figure, not for the clout, but because you changed something in the world. That's my goal, at least. And so when you talk about making change in the world, how does that make you feel? Powerful. It makes me feel uh, um, confident. It, it gives me hope. And it, it makes me feel that if I can do it, so many other people can too. Right. They just have to believe in themselves, which is hard. But it, it starts with doing positive things for yourself, building your self-esteem, you know, challenging yourself, uh, walking through fear and, and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. So, so we use that, that term with customers all the time because everybody has the ability to do that, right? Yes. And, um, and it hits people here. Right. You know, and so when I think about the legacy that I want to leave, there's there's so many areas that, you know, I think of um, that I feel like I've already made an impact. And so that's part of my already kind of check off the list legacy left. Um, the school board piece is, is a huge part of that P flag, the, the work that I did with Space Coast Pride to move the festival out of like a hidden area and at a parade and stop charging people entry fee. Um, <laughs> so all of that continues to be beneficial for people. So right. that's legacy, right? That ripple effect. Um, yes, definitely. So, um, you know, with regard to my professional life, I think, um, you know, I'm really proud of the fact that my daughter works with me. So I hired her in March and um, she's doing an incredible job as I knew she would. And I'm excited for her and I, I want to see, you know, what's next yeah. um, in terms of, you know, what she decides to do with the career that um, that um, she's been allowed since I'm an agent and um, and other people as well. So I, you know, I have four people on my staff who are what we call agent aspirants. And that's that's an opportunity when you work for a State Farm agent to come up under somebody like me who's just been through the program and knows what it takes to get there and how to build the business. Um, and you get kind of like a master's degree in how to run a business, right? Wow. As a result. Yeah. Um, and you're getting paid to do it at the same time. So um, what could be better than that? That is so um, cool. Yeah. So that's part of my legacy. I want to see other people succeed. Um, and I want to make sure that, you know, with regard to our customers, right? The legacy that I leave is all around, um, you know, making sure that people know what they have and that there are no nasty surprises later on. Um, and I want to allow as many other people to build their own legacy for their families. So we talk about you know, life insurance as a way to build a legacy for your family and mm -hmm. also financial independence. So um, those things are key. And, um, and, and another area that I haven't had a whole lot of time to focus on yet is um, the epidemic that we have in, in um, across the entire country, it's not specific to Miami, around um, phone use and driving. Like, I can't even tell you how angry I get when I'm driving and I look over and somebody's weaving because they're, you know, like this. Um, yeah, it's dangerous. Ugh, it makes me crazy. Um, so I would love to see some change around that. I don't know what that looks like or, you know, if I could have any impact on that at all, but I sure would like to because it scares me and it should scare everyone else. Yeah. Um, well, and, being that you are who you are, I'm sure that you're going to do something <laughs> about it. Yeah. I don't really have room on my plate for another project right now, but, you know. 
Anything's possible. Yes. And you still have time. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Well, thank you so much for being on LesPod. Of course. Great episode. You did awesome. Thank you. And um, we look forward to, is there, tell us where uh, everyone can contact you. Sure. Um, so LexiGoza.com, pretty easy, L-E-X-I-G-O-Z-A.com or SpecialAgentLexi.com. Um, my email is just Lexi at LexiGoza.com and um, you can reach out to me. Um, with regard to the school supply drive, you can send inquiries to um, info at LexiGoza.com and that'll get to the right person so they can tell you how to drop off stuff or donate. Um, I'm on Instagram, SF Agent Lexi or Lexi Agent S, I don't remember. <laughs> One of those. Yes, and right. Facebook. I have all of the things. So awesome. Yes. All right, cool. Thank you so much for being no, on the it show. It's an honor. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Hey, hey.